Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo today. Wanted to talk quickly, some thoughts about the Warriors win over the Rockets. It was a win where Andre Iguodala sat out. This is one of those games that we've talked about on the show where, you know, Andre is meant for those big high leverage games. And because this was the first night of a back-to-back, obviously want to sit him. And fortunately, the Rockets were one and eight coming in. They left one and nine. So it was an opportunity to play some of those dudes that we've been wanting to see in his place, like Moses Moody, some more minutes for Gary Payton II, throw in JTA. You could sense (laughs) that there was some sloppiness because Andre wasn't out there running things. Moses Moody started the second quarter, which was interesting. And, you know, sloppy. And the Rockets, they are a bad team, but they are a talented team. And you see that a lot around the league. There's some bad teams that are just bad, but a lot of these teams, maybe because it's been a good couple years in the draft, Maybe people are just developing talent better. And maybe kids (laughs) coming into the league are just overall better players, period. You know, these are kids who grew up in the Steph Curry, LeBron era, building upon skills and abilities that Steph and LeBron and everybody else had built upon. And so a lot of them know how to shoot. A lot of them know step backs. A lot of them know some of the tricks of the trade. So... It's amazing to me like how good the NBA continues to get in general. The Rockets also have the greatest Filipino basketball player of all time, Jalen Green. And I'll get to him a little bit later, but uh, he's, he's, a, he's a fun guy to watch. And the Rockets in general, they, they're feisty. They're feisty as hell. I mean, they came at the Lakers last week, and they should have won that game. <laughs> I want to hit on a couple of things primarily here. You know, we've talked a lot about Jordan Poole and Gary Payton II. And it's interesting, right? Because when Jordan Poole came into the preseason and was kind of a revelation, I was like, yo, this changes everything. This changes how people, how I saw the Warriors come in. You know, we knew he would be better. We were hoping that he would continue his rise from the end of last season, from the playing round. But what he is starting to become is a game changer. And then when you throw Gary Payton the second into the mix, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but in this system, in his role, he is very, very good at it. And he's getting a lot of minutes. And when those are two guys that maybe in the summer when everybody, all the experts, all the national prognosticators are trying to figure out where the Warriors land, if they're old, if they have enough help. Those are two guys that no one even mentioned. No one really thought about at all. Definitely not Gary Payton II. You know, maybe some people would toss around Poole's name if they'd watched any games. So right now they stand at eight and one at the top of the NBA standings. And like we all know, and like I've talked about, the Warriors have had a really, really easy schedule, but they took care of business for the most part. You know, they lost one game to Memphis, a game that, yeah, they could have won, but there were mistakes and hopefully they learned from those, but they beat up on these bad teams. And now they start playing some better teams. 
You know, hopefully they have this confidence. They've been able to see what they got. They, you know, if they started the season playing like the best teams in the league, they might not know what they have in Gary Payton II just yet. Jordan Poole may have had a rougher start. I mean, he started rough, but he's had three back-to-back very, very solid, very good games. This upcoming stretch, they play the Hawks Monday night. And I said this last episode, but I really, really am curious to see who ends up with more free throws, Steph Curry or Trey Young. Because y'all know how I feel about Trey Young and how he's baited refs into foul calls his whole career. And then there's the new rules and he was getting half the number of free throws as last year. And then he complained and then he started getting more. So I'm curious to see how this all goes. But the Hawks will present an interesting challenge, right? They are a good team with some solid veterans and young guys. They'll be prepared for what the Warriors do. Will the Warriors come back down to earth? Or will we see the development from the past couple weeks pay off? That's what I'm hoping for, you know? And then later this week, you get the Timberwolves, who started off strong, but have kind of gone in a bit of a tailspin. They have talent. They have all-world talent with Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards, so you never know. But that's, you know, I'm not too worried about that game. The Bulls game, the Chicago Bulls game, that's what I'm looking at too. Because those guys have veteran players, they have athleticism, they have savvy, and they've been playing well for the most part this season. Totally different team from any one of the Warriors have faced so far. And how will that look? So, yeah, these matchups, I mean, that's... That's what makes things really, really interesting to me, game to game, seeing how teams kind of strategize for each other and seeing how players, individual players match up. I got to touch on Jordan Poole hitting nine out of nine free throws. That's awesome. And that's what we need from him and hopefully gets to the line you know, four or five times a game at least to start because that is really needed. It's not just about getting free points. It's about getting people in foul trouble. It's getting into the bonus for more free throws as soon as possible. We've seen in the past because the Warriors didn't have that dude, other teams were getting the bonus first. And that's when it comes to bite you on the butt with like six minutes left in a quarter. All of a sudden the other team is shooting free throws on ticky tack fouls while you're not even shooting any. So Jordan Poole, as I've talked about before, is the one guy the Warriors have right now who can consistently drive to the basket. You know, sometimes there's mixed results. He needs to work on certain things. He needs to work on his finishing. He needs to work on some secondary moves. But he's the guy who can get there. And if he can get those free throws, like Andre mentioned in a post-game presser after the Pelicans game, then this team continues to improve a lot. The NHL season is underway and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. 
If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And regarding Jalen Green, the greatest Filipino basketball player of all time, <laughs> I was texting with Aram in Toronto, and he asked me what I thought of Jalen Green. And I think Jalen Green is an amazing all-world talent. He looks small to me. He looks maybe like 6'4". I think when he originally came on to the scene, people were saying he was like 6'6". But even seeing him in the G League last year, he looked shorter than that. But I think he'll be good. I don't know what the current Rockets organization is like the current regime. Hopefully they figure out how to develop some of these younger guys and keep the guys who can really contribute to winning whoever they may be. But Jalen Green has a lot to learn. He got backdoored a couple times right away at the beginning of the game, and he had a bunch of defensive breakdowns. His three-point shot looks like to have a slightly low release point, which is something I talked about with the G League last year, and it's still there. You know, he has a great crossover step back. He used that against the Lakers when he hit a three in the final like 20 seconds, and he used it at least once, probably a couple times against the Warriors. But uh, yeah, I think he'll be good. I think he'll be good. It's funny, right? Because you look at his G League Ignite teammate, Jonathan Kaminga, gets like what? A minute, 90 seconds, no shots, doesn't really do anything. But, you know, the Warriors are 8-1. and one, The Rockets are 1-9 and nine as of today. So that's just how it is, right? And Jonathan Kamingo would look similar to Jalen Green, making a ton of mistakes, shooting really bad percentages, inefficient. But even if Jalen Green were on the Warriors, hypothetically, I feel like maybe he would be getting Moses Moody minutes and I feel that he'd probably get benched a lot because of turnovers, because of blown defensive assignments. I mean, the reason why Moody plays at all is because he is just very solid. He does not have the the ceiling, as they say, that Jalen Green has, but he knows how to play and he knows how to play within himself. He doesn't jack up shots. I mean, you can't on this team, you know, it's just a different culture, but I like Jalen Green, and I asked Aram what the best comp is for him, and he said Bradley Beal, and I was like, oh, okay, I can see that because Bradley Beal is only 6'3". Obviously, Jalen Green is way skinnier and way younger. I don't think Bradley Beal was this scrawny when he came to the league, but we'll see. I'm definitely going to track Jalen Green's career as it moves forward. He's a, he's a fun guy to watch, though, and uh, along with all those other Rockets high flyers, But it's fascinating, right? Because, like, again, I don't know if it's because teams are just better and the draft has produced so many more quality players. But you look at some of the quote-unquote bad teams, and they have promise, you know? They don't look terrible. It's not like playing the 
<laughs> the Bimbo Coles Warriors teams that had no hope. You look at the Rockets, like I've talked about, and it's funny because I spent so much of the last several years really, really disliking the Rockets because after the Cavs, they were the team that the Warriors would see the most in the playoffs, the biggest arch rivals. And then you had James Harden's ugly game and his foul baiting game. But now I don't mind them so much. So you see them, you see a team like the Cavs. That's a team that's kind of putting it together somehow, some way. Evan Mobley is looking really good. I really want James Wiseman to get out there so I can compare the two. As the other center drafted in the lottery the last couple of years. Okay, see, the Thunder, we've seen them twice. They're not a good team, but you see that they do have some talent and they're not just going nowhere. I mean, they beat the <laughs> Lakers twice. Shea Gilgis-Alexander looks good. Josh Giddy looks good. Dort looks good. You know, it's just a question of whether these teams can find the other pieces, can develop their guys, can keep some of their guys as they move along in their contract situations, figure out how to build winning cultures. So it'll be interesting, you know, and by the time those teams get good, hey, James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga, <laughs> Moses Moody, Jordan Poole will be more mature players as well. And Steph, Clay, Draymond will still be very, very solid vets and leaders. Anyway, looking forward very much to this Hawks game. So uh, I'll check you out after that. This has been another episode of the Oakley's Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Pino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out, OaklandWarriors.com, and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. If you're of the mindset, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And the Oakland Warriors Podcast is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs. Go Dubs.